Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk sitting over there, ready for another edition of the Rumblings. Thanks for tuning in here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of you guys, especially our great servicemen and women out there taking care of it. Met, met a uh, listener, former service member uh, this weekend. Wanted to, to give him another thanks. Uh, oh, God. Brad? Brad was his name. Yeah. You better remember. I, I, man, I feel so bad when I meet new people because I can't, I can't process. Especially and, and, people that, you know, sacrifice their, exactly. like, they put their life on the line for you. Come on. Dude, I'm old. All right. I'm like on the I'm on the periphery of Alzheimer's. I'm telling you, that's true. Runs I, in the family. I can't remember what I ate for lunch usually. So there you go. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a stop at Strange Brew Coffee House. That's what you really want to start your day with. Don't worry about these other places with their burnt coffee and their you know not spelling your name right. Go to Strange Brew where they treat you the right way and the drinks are all fantastic. And of course. You know, it, it was a little cooler this morning when we all woke up. It's like 70 out there. It's getting a little brisk. It's getting that pumpkin spice. You're smelling the pumpkin spice it's out time. there. It's time. Spooky season. We're almost there. Uh, College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to grab everything maroon and white. The biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise in central Mississippi. Whether you're looking for a shirt to wear to the game, something for the tailgate, something for your house, your car, whatever it is. You're going to find it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by Half Shell, by the Half Shell. And you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Our good friends at Humble Taco are ready to see you this weekend. Friday night before the game, that place will be hopping. Make sure you're a part of it. Grab a spot out on the patio. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy a handcrafted margarita, some chips and queso, and some of the most unique Mexican food you're ever going to find. Mississippi Roots. Mexican fair, it's humble taco. It is Rumblings Day. We got a lot of questions. Uh, do me a favor, you you do a good job of keeping up. I don't know. The last couple of weeks, we've had somewhere. I'm having some glitches here in the in the matrix. I don't know what's going on. So, well, I, I never know. Miss one. If you see me miss one, give me a little point, and I'll I'll let you know if I, I intentionally miss. Well, here's the thing. Sometimes you you I just on, on purpose you will skip them. Yes. So I don't want to bring the intention to just those. Just give me like a little you know little 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 beard tug or something. You know, do the signs. Okay. We'll figure it. But out. last week you you accidentally skipped like 20 questions. Or yeah, I don't know what like, happened. I don't know what happened so there. Hopefully we've got it straight uh, today. Uh, our first question today is from Joby Miller. Why does Brian hate Mississippi State? All right, you just what the hell, Joby? Is this how we're going to start things off? This is how we're going to start? I agree with him. You're, I, I'm not the one not putting Mississippi State in my top 25. Well, nobody is. Well, yeah, everybody gets because everybody hates Mississippi State, except That's for true. me. And I put Brandon Walker 18. had them in them. Brandon Walker put State in the top 25? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He had a special category or two called Never Will Be Ranked, and it was Ole Miss. <laughs> Well, so, 
You you got to respect that. Actually, the, the really funny one was twenty four. Dave Portnoy. No, wait, that's way too old for Dave. <laughs> wow, that's harsh. Ooh. All right, uh, Rob Hadaway. If Louisville is so great, why can they not figure out a way to get rid of the lone four way stop on the way to Starkville from Jackson? I mean, it's crossing the intersection of Highway fourteen. There's a lot of special people that are on fourteen that are that it are coming be a and going. Stop though. It should just be a regular old traffic light. It could be, but sometimes that's more annoying. I I guess. I just got to think about game day. That would and be, listen, it might get backed up. Listen now, people like Rob have obviously not gone through the through downtown Louisville. We we are not just some, you know, McDonald's and Wendy's town. Yeah. Okay. We're not that. We're not there's just the bypass. Yeah. yeah. There there's there are some great things in downtown Louisville. There's that Cajun restaurant I haven't eaten at yet. You need to take me there. Cajun. Oh, Market Cafe. Yeah. It is delicious. I know we need to go there. And you know, Lake Teakata is is there. I've been to Lake Teakata many times. Lake Teakata is great. Yeah. I mean, there's it is a great hidden, place to take the family on the weekends. It is a summer. hidden gem in the state of Mississippi, mm. and you, you got to get off the bypass. Yeah, you need yeah. to get on 14. You need to get off of 15, and go check out the whole town. Right. I'll give Rob. I will give you a tour of Louisville if you just name the day. I'll come down and meet you and give you give you a tour of the rest of the city. That's not just that four way stop. Okay. Another one from Rob. At what point in history do you think cheerleaders on the sidelines at football games stop serving any sort of practical purpose? Probably not long after, like, the PA systems were, were invented. So, uh, I mean, what, what's he saying here? He's saying that cheerleaders don't have any purpose. Oh, okay. So, well, you just um, have the guy with the mic. I'm not talking about Mike Man from the the early two. I'm talking about like they used to have a cheerleader with a mic lead. Yes, I remember that over by the student section. Yeah, and now, now they don't do that anymore. So yeah, I mean it's just a it's just a uh, a security blanket, I guess, to have have them down there, have yeah. somebody well, that just cheers and stuff. Too, yeah, you know I mean, and, and I mean they get scholarships. I mean it's important for them. So yeah, I don't know. All right, we got some questions from Justin Strawn at a reasonable 6:42 p.m. Uh, let's see here. Mike Leach teams have shown a penchant for losing or just playing poorly. Well, he says portly. Are you trying to make a fat joke about me, Justin? What's going on there? <laughs> uh, playing poorly against bad teams. Is it possible that's what all of this was? I mean, it's possible. Yeah. Uh, they, they have been like that before. They were like that last year. Yeah. I, I, I talked about that Vanderbilt game. Yeah. And the very next week Arkansas. was the Georgia game, right? Yeah. So, that's true. And, yeah. the, you know, he he was very successful against Oregon, and mm-hmm. the in the Pac-12, and then struggled against Washington, which I guess that's not a bad team, but um, yeah, I mean, it, he t- he has a tendency to struggle against certain type teams, and uh, you know every now and then he's he pulls a big upset too, so yeah. it's kind of like a win win some lose some thing with Michael Each. Y'all have said five and seven seem like the floor, and nine and three the ceiling. That change after Saturday, yeah, it changed for me. Yep. There's a lower floor now for sure. Yep. Uh, I actually thought if they lost that game, I was I was predicting three wins, two yeah, wins, three, two or, or three wins. Two. I mean, if you lose to to La Tech, I, I would think you might lose to Memphis. Yes, so. I, I would not have projected and them to win that game. Honestly, they could still lose to Memphis. They could. They could. Yeah. So. Uh, Last one from Justin here. What's the one thing that wives do that drive all husbands bonkers, and why is it simply not telling us what they want? Well, I mean, that's among many other things. Uh, the toilet paper, putting it the wrong way. Oh, God. That drives me insane. I hear you. And uh, I've figured out 
she does that on purpose. Oh, she's doing. It's not an accident. Now we've got we've got to find out something that she doesn't like and do it yeah. to her. We've got you know we've got a, we've got a counter strike. I, I I do that sometimes. Yeah, but yeah, that drives me insane. Mm. No one in their right mind should have the toilet paper coming underneath. We have to pull it. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah. So that that drives me insane. Um, the rest of the stuff I believe is unintentional, but the fact that she does that mm-hmm. on purpose. Yeah, that's, that's a bit much. Yeah. My wife is. tried to get me the other day. I brought. I, I was bringing home some groceries, and I got a bottle. Of, I had a bottle of Stubbs hot and spicy barbecue sauce because we didn't have a spicy barbecue sauce in the house. You needed some spice. And Jennifer was like, "Why? You know, why? Why do we have so many barbecue sauces in the fridge? We have like five or six bottles of different kinds of barbecue sauce, which I, you know, they have different flavors. Yeah. And I just looked at her. I was like, I don't know. Why do we have twenty different kinds of hand soap in the, in the house? That's true. Like, you know, you, you, at least I get to eat the barbecue sauce. It's delicious. You don't wash your hands? I wash my hands plenty, but, you know, it's all the same. Not with cucumber melon. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we got stuff in there that I don't even know what it is. It's like, you know, there was something in there like... Summer breeze. Yeah, like, what does this smell like? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Rob Hadaway. If you mute people who are answering questions, how do you know when they continue to answer questions? I don't. That's the point. That's the point. I don't care anymore. They're just screaming into the void. I haven't muted uh, some of the people that you have. I, so. I've muted more, yeah. Last one from Rob. I attended a high school football game last weekend where the home team's defensive third downs were sponsored by the local Baptist church. Am I correct in assuming the church does not want the opposing team to convert? That's that's kind of funny. That's that's true. This third down brought to you by Pine Grove Baptist Church. Like, what? <laughs> Why don't you just give that money to the poor? What are we doing here? Uh, Joe Dog, what NFL football player was your favorite as a kid? Uh, See, you're old enough that well, Big Ben could be the answer. No. Or is he a little too old? Young no, it, it probably would have been like Heinz Ward or Jerome Bettis. I mean, I was strictly okay. I was strictly a Steelers guy. But I will say I was a big Michael Vick guy, too. Okay. Because, you know, Michael Vick was, was not, really like the yes. – he was really like an innovator. Oh, the, yeah. There, there might be some guys that, that might do it better than him. But he was an innovative quarterback. There was not many people like that. I loved watching him with Virginia Tech, play with Virginia Tech on NCAA football, and then I followed him when he was with the Falcons. So I, I pr- I'd probably go with the Steelers. Probably going to be Jerome Bettis or Heinz Ward. Uh, my favorite football player as a kid was Pat Swilling from the Saints. Remember the Dome Patrol? Uh, I mean, and his kid a couple of years ago was getting recruited by Mississippi State. Yeah. That's Which right. was really interesting. Yeah, I think right. he I went that. to like Georgia Tech or something, didn't he? Well, yeah, because Georgia was where Pat Swilling went. He's, yeah. He's, he's an alum. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, also from Joe Dog, is it time to bring back the dog pound ruck? What do you mean, bring it back? It's, it's, it's they still do there. it every game. Yeah. You know, um, shortly after those late 90s, they, they changed the rules on that. And I think State got a penalty or something if they got on the field. So they can't really do it the way that they used to do it. So they just do it before games, I believe. Um, I think what he uh, what he might mean is doing it after. They, remember, they used to do it after like every every touchdown, did they not? Something like that, yeah. So they couldn't do that anymore. So now it's just before the game. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can't do it after every score now. It's no, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they 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 started penalizing if you did it. We used to do it in high school sometimes. Well, I was in junior high, and we would get penalized for it. So. All right. Uh, Patton Paris has Brian Haydad decided what he's wearing to the game this Saturday. What an unbelievable sequence of events that was 
the things that people get upset about, I, like, I don't understand. Like, I'm wearing a polo shirt to the game, you know? And I sort of explain this on Sports Talk, and I'll give you this information here now. When you're fat, you got, like, maybe four shirts that you can tuck in. Like, I got a ton of shirts I can wear untucked. I just don't tuck in. Well, I normally don't, but if I'm wearing slacks, I'll tuck in. Well, I'm definitely not wearing slacks to the football game when it's 95 degrees. I wore slacks. I decided to try to be a little professional. And Why? I just, you know what? I just decided don't be to be professional. That. I wanted to be professional. Don't be professional. And, and this is this is the the thanks that I get for that though is you look like an idiot because you're wearing a Giants polo. Well, you remember Joel got in trouble because he's wearing a, Too much braves. a, a Braves hat. I'm not going to I mean, wear an MSU polo. I don't work for MSU. I'm not there to cheer for the Bulldogs. If I go sit in the stands with you guys, I'll be wearing an MSU polo. No we're not you. like the cultish, clannish, like fan base media somewhere. Yeah, you're not going to see me at media days asking about the log snapper battle when there's an NCAA investigation happening. All right. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, what's a better jelly, grape or strawberry? Strawberry. strawberry. It's yep. not even close. I, I ate some th- this morning. So. And next question, I think we've answered that many times before. Steve Mormon. Uh, was told Saturday that Brad Cumbus has quit the football team because he was taken off defense. Either if you know anything about this, I haven't seen Brad Cumbus. You know he was battling through that hand injury during training camp. Mm-hmm. Nothing. It wouldn't surprise me. You know, and it's probably I, the best decision for him. He he, uh, he he is no longer on the football team. Okay. I, do, I don't think I don't know if it's because he's taken off defense. I just think he's going to focus on baseball, that's, and that's the smart decision for him. I yeah, think. and and. And this works out great for him because he's still on full scholarship with the football team right. through this year, yeah. which means he can play baseball for free and get drafted and never have to pay, pay for college. Yeah, And he got a chance to play football for three years, mm-hmm. baseball for three years, mm-hmm. and there you go. gets drafted. And awesome. that's the, the best thing that can happen for him is to play fall ball mm-hmm. and to, to play the entire uh, spring mm-hmm. pre, uh, preseason. Yeah. And to see all those all those pitches, it'll be good. It's going to be great for him. It'll be good for Mississippi State too. He was so much better last year yeah. after he was consistently in yeah. the lineup. Yeah, yeah. He and Kellen Clark. Yes, a lot of potential. Yes, a lot of potential. Also, Steve tells us he uses his leftover pulled pork to make pulled pork egg rolls. Ooh, fry and dip in your favorite barbecue sauce. You can thank me later. That sounds fantastic. Ooh, I pulled would pork maybe some cheese in there. Oh, I would absolutely tear yeah. that up. Yeah, you I know like we that. had those. Those uh, duck spring rolls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were. I don't. Did you eat those? Where? Where? Oh, at the, and, uh, yeah, yeah. In Hasbro. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. Oh my yeah. god, those are good. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Shumi. No answers this week. People are starting to get it. Maybe I don't know. They're, he's earned their respect. Yeah. If you were able to cover any college football team full time except for Mississippi State, who would it be? Like, the, doesn't it feel like the, the the easy answer is Hawaii? <laughs> Just to be. <laughs> I was going to go LSU. LSU would be a fantastic choice. I would like to live down or, or Tulane to live in New Orleans. Yeah, would be fun. Um, if I wouldn't have grown up a Mississippi State fan, yeah, I would want to be an LSU fan. Oh yeah, yeah. I've always said I'd be a great LSU fan because I love Cajun food and I'm a jerk. Yeah, you would have fit in perfectly. I would have fit in. Yeah, can't you just see me in like one of those like a little too tight tiger stripe polos with no undershirt and my chest hair and a gold yes. chain? Hey there, T-ball, get that job line going now. You know, I, I would have been perfect. I got a lot of LSU fans in the family too, so. But I, I, I would have been like the guy, like, look, don't walk past that guy's tailgate if you're a visiting fan. Oh he, yeah, he will let you know. Yeah, you would have fit in. I would have fit in real good. Um, I'm trying to think, is anywhere like? I mean, I would love to have one of the, the glamour jobs, you know, Notre Dame, Bama, uh, Bama, something. But I, I mean, living in Tuscaloosa wouldn't be that great, though. I mean, nothing no, against Tuscaloosa; be... it's a cool town, but. 
And, and and Alabama would be kind of boring to cover from the sense of you either go to the national championship or everybody's angry. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, 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 and that plus, would just be. I mean, it's just a, there's no there's no the other teams, sports either. Yeah. I mean, like I know basketball is starting to turn around, but they really don't care. No. So you just have the whole year. Yeah. You have to wait for that. Yeah. You know. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. And I will say it's it's fu- it's more fulfilling to cover this beat mm-hmm. whenever stuff like the national championship yeah, happens. Yeah, when you that. when you've been through, I sat through the entire 2015 baseball season mm-hmm. and covered that, and then like when you've done that, and then you sit through and cover a national championship team, that's really fulfilling. I, I like. I, I wouldn't want to cover a beat where they're just winning national championships every yeah. year. You know, real quick, uh, the lines are out. What do you think the line is for Vanderbilt, Colorado State? Uh, I must say Vanderbilt is a five and a half point underdog. You're close to six and a half. That game is going to be awful. SEC team on the road is a touchdown underdog. That's to a, a to a bad West, team to a Mountain West team. That's that's going to be a bad game. Right. Also from Jacob Shumi, uh, Rue, Ruiz had plenty of distance on his 52 yarder. How many 50 yarders does he make this year? He'll make a couple. Yeah, I said two or three. So I was told Tucker Day didn't have the laces. Laces out, Tucker. Yeah, if that's you know if that, if if that's uh, held correctly, possibly it would be. Probably, in. Yeah, I probably. Good I don't know. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't see that initially, but people were tweeting that. Yeah, yeah. Good question here from Rob Chittum. If it's too cold in your house, do you turn the air down or up? See, I've always wondered what the correct. I say turn it up to to get the temperature higher. You know what's always so strange to me. Mm-hmm. I keep my house on 70 to cool it off. Mm-hmm. I turn it to 68 for heat. Yeah. 70 is too hot. 70 is too hot. It's, it's so weird. Isn't that a weird concept I when do, the heat I, comes I'm, I'm out? sort of the same way. Same temperature, Yeah, but it's it's hot. Yeah. keeps you warm yeah. whenever it's lower to lower temperature. So when, I I, wanna, when, I, when it's too cold, the air goes up. And when I want to cool off, I turn it down. Yeah. That's how I do it. The, the American Dream has a question. Do you mind if I uh, use the American Dream impression when I ask it? Please do. All right. Uh, to elaborate on my question from Saturday's Green Room, I asked that question outside the Atlanta studios, WTBS. We're doing uh, At the soundstage. Do, doing NWA wrestling, if you see that. <laughs> how quickly do we see Albert Reese if this line keeps up? And then how long until we get a new O-line coach, Jack? Thanks, baby. <laughs> well, uh, Albert Reese, I mean... I'm big. I think he's a pretty good player, but they don't want to go to him. No, and it just depends on how he's looking in practice. Yeah. I don't. I haven't seen him in a few weeks. But I mean, and listen, uh, you know, Scott Lashley was the second highest graded lineman this past week. Uh, LaQuinston Sharp was really good. Your big question marks right now, strangely enough, is your left tackle mm-hmm. and Charles Cross. He's got to be better, and then right guard with a dollar bill. Um, I think Cam Jones is fine. I think he stays in the lineup. So the the question to me is, I, I think Charles Cross will too. I don't think they're going to take him out. The question to me is, is Dollar Bill going to stick? Because I, you know, if if he continues to struggle, I I see them moving Cam Jones to right and maybe bringing in Cole Smith. I don't think Albert Reese is going to be the answer right now. No, I don't either. That said, if this out, I'm interested because you know Leach has been a guy who sort of like keeps his guys around. But another poor year of offensive line performance, you might have to make a move. Yeah, I don't know. Though. I mean, it's, whatever a, it is, way to go, it's just not clicking right now. I don't, yeah. I don't know what it is. 
Norm wants to know. I'm sorry, I, I skipped one. I did skip. I skipped a couple. I'm sorry. Uh, Scott wants to ask, drinking beer out of a boot or eating mayonnaise out of a jug, what's the nastiest thing you have seen someone eat or drink at a game? First off, the eating mayo out of a jug is just repulsive. Yeah, the, I mean... I hope that guy got sick. I like mayonnaise, but not, in not, not, like, a, not like a glob of mayonnaise. Yeah. I want a, a, a solid light spread. Uh, I don't want to just take a spoonful of mayonnaise and eat it. That's disgusting to me. Yeah. So I mean, but I mean, drinking beer out of a boot would be disgusting too. So I've got I've got one that I actually saw. So a few years this is a few years a long time ago we were at a tailgate, and we you know when we went to the game you just sort of left the food out. Mm -hmm. So there was a crock pot full of Rotel. This was the Florida game two thousand. Remember how hot it was that day? Yes. We come back to the tailgate and one of the guys was so drunk he just got the spoon and started eating the Rotel that's been sitting out for four hours. Nice. Just right out of the uh, the crock pot. Oh, that's, that's disgusting. It was disgusting. Uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, I was at a, a fantasy draft party and some cats got on the food. So when I saw that, I was like, I'm I'm done with that. Uh, well, one of my buddies was eating the wings about three minutes later after the cat had had uh, trampled all over him. So that's not good. No. Uh, let's see here. Tanner Parsons, how many of the offensive line issues are actually quarterback issues? I, I think they work hand in hand. Um, you know, there were a couple occasions where it was the offensive line. And, you know, they had like three holding penalties. They had a couple of sacks. One of the sacks was was kind of you know Will Rogers was holding onto the football too long. I, I've said it several times. They they all work hand in hand. You got to have everybody on the same page. And Will Rogers got to get the ball out quicker. He's got to have a little more time, especially when he's only they've only got three or four guys rushing. So they they definitely got to get better there. Uh, let's see here. Norm wants to know what's your favorite beer. I've always been an IPA guy, but looking for more lagers, brown ales, and porters. You got a favorite beer? No, that's. Um, I'm not. I'm not, not really a beer you snob. Drink, you just drink beer. You don't. You don't care about what it is. I'm. I'm not that kind of. I'm not. A, I'm not a beer snob, but I do have some that I like. I mean, I like Tiny Bombs, obviously by uh, by Wiseacre. Uh, I like Crosstown's. Uh, uh, is it Crosstown? Traffic. Crosstown. No, 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 I don't like. It's not the traffic. It's the Blondale Siren Blonde. Well, they also have a. Traffic. They have traffic, but I'm not as big a fan of that one. Oh, okay. Like the Blondale. Uh, I like Ho Garden. That's a good beer. That was your favorite, right? That is my favorite beer, yeah. And somebody actually brought you some of that, didn't no, they? No, but they told me I, I need to go get it. They have it over at uh, the Smokestack. Oh, okay. Where, of course, West the, Point. the home of the Brandon Walker smoking, smoking lounge. Smoking lounge, right. Does yeah. he even smoke? No, <laughs> but he has a smoking lounge. So does it, so he's, he says he goes over there when he comes back. Does he just sit in there and just inhale everybody's smoke? Well, have you ever smoke? been in there? Uh-uh. It's not. I don't know if anybody actually smokes in there, or not, but if they do, whatever. Well, I thought it was like a smoking lounge. But like they've got like like three big screens in there. You can watch the games and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, William Taylor Ball wants to know how close were you to putting together a coaching hot board? Were you in the third quarter for the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Some names were on my mind. We talked about it. Yeah. I. I mean, I agree. I think it might have been Michael Borky that was tweeting about it. Somebody had said. You know, you got to get rid of Leach after this. He made a good point. Nobody in their right mind is that that's a really good coach is going to take this job if you fire Mike Leach after two years. Yeah. You fire Joe Moorhead after two years, then you fire the next guy after two years. You're not going to get anybody that's worth anything for that. People just aren't. 
for that kind of demand for a place that's this tough to win, mm-hmm. I think it says a lot about what Dan Mullen was able to do to be that consistent, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Which player's performance surprised you the most on Saturday? Jaquavius Marks is the answer for me. I wasn't surprised because I, I, I just, really felt like he was going to be good. You know me, I, I want to see things. Right. You know? and, and I wasn't sure what to think, but he, he really was good. To me, it was Ra-Ra Thomas. That's a good choice. Who yeah. both of us said... That might be the guy we were talking about that yeah. just showed up that one game and you never see him again. But we'll never see him again. I I do think that he legitimately is going to make a difference this year and play. Yeah. And I was I was really surprised by that. I was shocked to see him on the field, especially so early. I wouldn't expect. I was expecting out of the freshmen, the the only guy I thought could really get out there, the freshman wide receivers, was Teddy Knox. Yeah. And he's been getting some hype lately too. Yeah. Well, that's, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's move on here. Andy Lossick wants to know, does the fact that Michigan and Notre Dame take their iconic football helmet design and put them on everything from the hockey helmets to the baseball helmets to the swim caps solidify an athletic department, or does it take from those sports' identity? I mean, I, I don't I don't think it takes from their identity at all. I, I, I think I sort of see what he's asking here. He he's means like uh, but does he mean like, uh, like the gold helmets in baseball? Yeah. The, okay. I think they're cool. Well, I think that just – uh, you know, I think that's just like a like a school like they're well, known. It's for like that. a nod, right? Yeah. It's like it's it, it. The football team is the is the top brand, and yeah. the other school other things sort of go off of that. As opposed to Mississippi State, where you can be argued that the baseball team is the best brand. I agree with people that that is the Mississippi State's best logo. Yeah. I just like it with baseball specifically. I do too. I, I just don't. I don't the, think. I don't think they need to start throwing on everything else. It doesn't bother me. Another one from Andy. First concert without parents. Well, my first concert was without parents. So, I mean, I I, I never went to a concert um, with my parents. You know, the first concerts I went to was like Christian bands with church. Ooh. Like I I never I didn't get to go I didn't get to go to see Guns and Roses and and uh, you know Metallica and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like I I saw I went David to church off at Rapids on the Reservoir. I did. I was at that same thing. Oh God, how old we, were you? We talked about that one like time. Five was that like ninety five? Yeah, ninety six. I was at Rapids. Oh my gosh! I didn't. I didn't go for that. Yeah, I just went to Rapids to and go that swimming, and that, he was there. I nearly got concussed. That that that. that, that you thing. slip on the uh, on the wet ground. No, or I. They threw a Z one hundred six t shirt out into the crowd, and when I lunged for it, uh, this dude like elbowed me in the head, like Judas effect style. Gosh! So people go nuts over free it's like stuff. A free t shirt. Yeah. Rapids used to be hopping, man. Oh yeah, big time. He used that to like place was there great. What's the best concert you've ever been to? I don't go to a lot of concerts, so I don't really have a good answer for this. I've seen Kiss live twice. I, um, ZZ Top might be the best I've yeah. ever been to. Um, it's a, either ZZ Top or um, Eric Church was great. Before he got really big, um, he was really good. Uh, Slash and Miles Kennedy is one of my favorite concerts I've been to. So Okay. Uh, let's see here. Sheldon Nations, we've allowed nine 50-plus yard gains in 12 games under Leach Arnett. Leach slash Arnett. Is allowing big plays just part of this defense we'll have to live with? I yes. say yes. Because mm-hmm. when you're going to blitz as much as they do, you're going to give up big plays. That's kind of a product of this defense. Yes. And, and you said the other day, would you rather give up a big play or... Long drive. Long drive. And I, I said big play. Yeah. Uh, because more often than not, you're able to to get off the field. I mean, those big plays are, are few and far between, and you'll live with that. Like against Georgia last year, 
Yeah. You live with that. Yeah. Take a chance. You had nothing to lose in that ball game. So yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think you're going to see some big plays, but you're also going to like look at the look at what the defense did the rest of the ball game mm-hmm. against the rush the other day. They had that one breakdown. That yeah, was it. That's it. Jason Neal Gault, what does Vegas know about the NC State game that I don't? The line last I checked was minus one and a half. It's up to two and a half now. This is one of those games I always there's there's a couple of these a year where it's like that line is so fishy, it's like they're asking you to bet it. Yeah. They know something. And I think what they they think it's reverse psychology. You're gonna look at that line and go, Vegas knows something about Mississippi State. I'm taking Mississippi State. In reality, what Vegas knows is they're NC State's gonna win this game by two touchdowns. You think do you think that's that's what's gonna happen? I think they're gonna win by more than two and a half. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I mean I I, I don't have faith in this so, line right now. We'll I don't see. have faith in Mississippi State either, so Yeah. Uh what changes did our O line make in the fourth quarter? I don't know that it's changes so much as the 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 lack of depth that Louisiana Tech's going to have finally kicked into gear. That and, and state they had a 20-yard drive for a touchdown and a 52-yard drive for a touchdown. So they had two short fields, and they only had one real long drive. Yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, anything else that? Okay. I don't know what happened. All right. This is the uh, question we get a, a good bit of. Is All Out the best wrestling pay-per-view of all time? I say no. No, it may have there's had been the best, so many. It may have had like, the best in terms of surprise arrivals, but was there, outside of the Lucha Bros Young Bucks, Young Bucks match, was there like a match that you were just like, wow, that was fantastic? I mean, WrestleMania 17 was better than That's what all I'm out. saying. Like there were there were great matches on that card. Yeah. This was one where like just the payoff at the end was the best. I mean, we kind of were sitting around. I mean, the only match we really really got into mm-hmm. was Lucha Bros the, the tag and, rat, the tag and and then we the whole the whole main event we were waiting for the end. Right. So it was just yeah, and we knew we knew Ruby well, Riot. I take it back. The Jericho MJF match, we were emotionally invested. It was solid. It was because we were emotionally because it's Jericho. And we were like, we don't want to see him retire here. So. Right. But yeah, no, it's not the best one ever. Another question about the shirt. So never mind that. Uh, let's see here. Um, is the O line bad again, or does Rogers hold the ball too long? It's just so what you were just saying. It, it's sort of connected here. Mm-hmm. Rogers can be making better decisions, but he's not getting the most protection either. Uh, let's see here. Alan Kimbrough, hear ye, hear ye. No one shall answer this question except Rumblings podcast members. That worked. Good job. You did it, Alan. What state teams in recent memories have rush starts in week one to turn it around and be better week two? So, the last time state lost opening weekend was 16. And they South did. Alabama. They bounced back and beat South Carolina in week two. Yep. Uh, in 13, they lost to Oklahoma State. And came back and they played all corn the next week and just crushed them. And Dak Prescott's first start. Um, and then when's the last time they lost? I mean, oh nine. Fifteen? Did they play LSU first? No, they played them second. They beat somebody easily first week. Okay, I couldn't. I couldn't remember who they played first. It was, it was LSU. Was the week two game? Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, but there haven't there hasn't been many season opening losses. Oh yeah. eight in Ruston, they lost. Yeah. To Louisiana Tech and. Uh, the next week they won. They played like Jacksonville State or something. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see I still goes. say in that t- in 2008 game, like if you have Derek Pegues, you won in that ball game. No, I, th- I think you're right. Jamar Chaney went down with a, a torn ACL in that yeah. game. Yeah. I mean that they, they were they were the better team even with how bad they were, yeah. but just didn't work out. Yeah. It, it was probably it was probably a good thing they lost. Yeah, probably so. 
Uh, let's, we're going to skip that one. Uh, let's see here. Another all-out question. That was very good. Ryan Sims, what were that loss to La Tech have ranked between Maine and South Alabama for you? It's in the Pantheon. It, it's, n- it's not... Uh, oh? some. It's not with with Maine. I, I, I think, think Maine is the worst loss of all time. That's an FCS team. Yeah, I mean, it, it's in that same pantheon that was South South Alabama. Alabama. Uh, it's not up there with Tro- Troy and Maine are in their own section, yeah. and then you have they lost to UAB. State has lost to UAB. Yeah. Uh, State has lost to uh, somebody else in there. You know, just those kind of games. And, and there's some SEC the games, honestly. Like three two is in that pantheon. Yeah. So. I I I really think I'm not, I'm not just trying to to like act like that game wouldn't have been a bad loss. Mm-hmm. I really do think La Tech is significantly better than we assumed with well, these we'll with these with, with the transfers that they got in. We'll have to see. I just don't think we gave we're giving them enough credit. I, I think it's a I think it's a good team. Yeah. Uh, one more, and then we'll go to the break here. Dalton Lee, what's the dumbest dare you've ever taken or given to someone and they performed it? I don't really have a dumb one that I've done. I got a good one though that I know somebody we made somebody do. You, you don't have to I give any names to if you want to protect the innocent. When I was in college, um, I, I don't know if I should. I don't know if I should say it. <laughs> it it's it's almost like incriminating. I better not do it. I'll okay. tell you afterwards. Okay. Uh, I know a guy who we dared him to eat the contents of a cigarette ashtray, and he did it. Oh my god! For twenty bucks. Twenty bucks? Yeah. God rest his soul. Didn't die as a result of that, but it, he's it, died. He died. He is no longer with us. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So. Well, rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, let's move on into the second half of the rumblings. That's brought to you by our good friends at Welcome Home Beef. Don't forget, if you're looking for Welcome Home Beef products in Starkville, they are at Val's Marketplace, a full meat counter of steaks, roasts, and burgers, and a lot of other cuts as well. Anything you need for your tailgate this weekend, head by Val's, and they will get you taken care of. And a lot of other great local markets in uh, our state now have Welcome Home Beef products. If your local grocery store doesn't carry Welcome Home Beef, time to find out why. Call them, call your local grocers, and call Welcome Home Beef, 662 268 8148. Welcome home, beef. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. A little late now. Well, it depends on when you're listening. You can still get your order in. Email them at twobrothersstartful at gmail.com and get your tailgating order in for this weekend. They will cater your tailgate and you can enjoy some smoked southern soul food right there in the junction. All the great food that's on the Two Brothers menu. Probably some other specials as well. You can give them a call or give them and shoot them an email and find out what you need. Give them a call today. Enjoy yourself at Two Brothers this weekend. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Advantage Business Systems has a two-way plan to take care of your business, and it's been working for their customers for 46 years. Not a long time to be alive, Robbie. I just want to point that out. A, you're still young at 46. You think so? I feel old. I feel I feel good, and at 45, I'm going on 46. Okay. So. But long time to be in business. And that's what Advantage Business Systems is all about. They're going to give you a tremendous selection of products and services, everything your business needs from a technological standpoint to operate with more profits and less problems. And then they back every single sale up with the kind of customer service you expect when you're dealing with your next-door neighbor. And that's what they are at Advantage Business Systems. They are Mississippians first and foremost. So call them today find out how they can help you. Number is 601-362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Bill wants to know, do you think the Egg Bowl this year is a must-win for Leach? 
Lane Kiffin had a better year last year, and I'll bet the farm they have a better season this year also. Leach has to win this one, in my opinion, because it could get ugly on the recruiting trail. I feel like the Egg Bowl is a must-win every year for every for both coaches. Mm-hmm. They, they need to, they, you need to win those games. Yeah, sta- states got a. Uh, it feels like states kind of drifting apart here. Yeah, two ships crossing in the night yeah. as someone. And once here's wrote. the thing: no coaches survived three straight losses in the Egg Bowl. Never happened in the history of the rivalry. If you lose this year, you're talking about next year. You're going up to Oxford. No. Now, I know Corral will be gone, but I mean it's, it's tough. They still it's tough should to win be in decent shape. Yeah, they should have some good players. So. Yeah, he needs to get a win. I don't know how he's going to do it right? as we sit here in week one. But I'll tell you this. The last time I thought that was 2016. Yes. So, uh, Thomas Fowler wants to know, how much of an overreaction will you both have to this game? I mean, I don't, I, I don't know that it's an overreaction yet. i got to see what happens week two, right? If State comes out was he talking? Dock, was he talking about the State game or the Ole Miss game? Let me see here. Because it was during the Ole Miss game. Well, that's a good question. If it's to the Ole Miss game, again, I don't know how much I've overreacted until I see them play again. I so I didn't have an overreaction in that game, mm-hmm. but um, I, I do think that Ole Miss is significantly better on defense. Yes, you can tell. Um, I mean they played they at least played with effort last night, which didn't seem like it was the case last year. But Louisville was so bad; they were so bad. You could you you could definitely tell that Louisville just did not have a clue out there. Right. I, I was I was shocked. They didn't look well coached. They weren't in position. They had some really dumb play calls. I just don't think Louisville's very good at all. That they're kind of starting to tail out here under Satterfield. So I think two things: Ole Miss is good. They're great on offense. They're mm-hmm. solid on defense, yeah. and they're going. They're going to be pretty good this year. And Louisville stinks. Which I said that, and I got a message from an Ole Miss fan today because I I said that Ole Miss stink. I mean, uh, Louisville stinks, mm-hmm. and uh, they just want you to just to just. Praise Ole Miss and say that everything was was right. Ole Miss, but that that wasn't the case. You, both things can be true. You can though. say both things. I, I don't know. And here's the thing: like last year, bad teams ran the ball all over Ole Miss. Yes, Mississippi State threw for 440 yards against Ole Miss. Bad mm-hmm. offensive team. So, so if 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 they were any good, I, I yeah. think that they would have been able to do yeah. some damage in that game. All right, Jason Luckett has some English language issues for us. The saying, undisputed heavyweight champion. Well, if it's undisputed, what's all the fighting about? Well, you're just trying to be the champion. This is what I can't go there with you on. You're the undisputed champion, but there are contenders to your title. Yeah. Um, and in the past, that that was used mostly when you were unifying belts, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So I, a lot of times it's not... Right. That's not really a term. Right. It's more of a boxing thing now. Yeah. yeah. You you skipped some uh, I, questions, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, uh, the last one before Jason is Thomas Fowler. The last the I, I'm down here on the uh, Mangum Cafe. I skipped that on purpose. Okay. Um, no offense. Then I had a question from uh, J- Junior King. That's somebody who's muted. Okay, so you've muted a lot of people here. Yeah, just let's, uh, just, let's just move forward. Well, let, let me let me just see. Let me see if you skipped because I I mean it's way up there. Yeah. Okay, just go ahead. All right, we're just gonna move on. Go ahead. Uh, another one from Jason Luckett here. Why do they call them apartments if they're all stuck together? That's a really good question. There you go. I don't I don't know where that um, originated. I don't either. This is the best one, though. Why do we have noses that run and feet that smell? 
I've I've always heard that. That's that's a long time. That's that's a, it's a good question though. Once it, again, the English language and no one has ever has answered that question. So. No, I agree. I agree. Another overreaction question. We'll move on from that one. Uh, question one from Brad Baxter. Do you think this year's group of receivers can be as good or better than the 2014 uh, receivers? I think, yes. I think so, They're for better. sure. Yeah. Um, so that group had Darunia Wilson, mm-hmm. Fred Brown, mm-hmm. Fred Ross, mm-hmm. Robert Johnson. Yeah, mm-hmm. this group's going to be better, I Jamie think. Jamion Lewis. Jamion Lewis. Gabe Miles. That was a solid group, yeah. but I think, you know. Yeah, Smokey Graham for a few weeks there. Jaden Wally is better than Jamie on Lewis. Yeah. Um, you count Malcolm Johnson in the group? Yeah, I feel like you need to. Yeah, he counted. Yeah. He's tied in. But this group, this still, I still think the potential is there for them to be better. They have more guys. Yeah. I mean, and they let's have, be honest, I mean, this is a completely different offense. Yeah. It's, it's but built these, off, these receivers fit what they want to do, though. They're yeah. Got speed. They're elusive. They can make big things happen after the catch. Yeah, I really like this group. And they got a good mixture. They got. Guys, small, shifty guys that yeah. are fast. They have big, tall, wide receivers that can be you know, possession guys and red zone guys. So mm-hmm. I, I like the group they have. Another one from Brad. After all the love Brian received for wearing the Giants shirt, when should we expect Robbie to wear a Steelers polo? I did the other day. Um, you need to wear it to the next, next in the press box, though. Where did I wear it? People think you're a scout, though. Do they? Yeah. I, I wore it to, I think, the... East Mississippi game, maybe? More, I remember you wearing a Steelers polo and Moorhead giving you some props for it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. I thought about ordering a Lakers polo and just like getting rushed delivery to see if I could have it for this weekend's game, but oh well. Why? Just, oh, to have a different... Just to have a different... Like, he's wearing a Lakers polo now! Can I get a Chelsea polo? Some, somebody else, somebody got mad at you another time, when you. I think, when you wore the Giants. Uh, it's possible. I don't understand. Why, why, why I, are we so angry? Why do we care what people wear? I, I don't know why we're so angry. Like, I just I don't get it. All right, John Burnett. We'll get one of his. He's got two long questions here, so let's just get one here. Uh, tonight, I was making the two-hour drive home from our farm. For most of the trip, I had another car basically follow me. When I'd speed up or slow down, so would they. The problem is they had their high beams on the whole time. I finally got off the interstate to let them keep going. What is the deal with these people, and why are they some of the worst humans on earth? High beam people are ridiculous. I can't stand the people that don't use their cruise control on the highway. Oh yeah, the, worst. the people that like you're going too slow, so I have to get around you, and yeah. then when I get by you, you speed up. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I d- I'm not trying to race you. I'm just trying to put my my cruise control on 75 mm-hmm. and just sit there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back and forth with you. Pick a speed and stick with it. So this actually happened, and I'm probably not. You shouldn't be too proud of it, but coming home from Tupelo, I'm on 45 South, yeah, and I'm passing a guy on the left. I'm 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 doing I'm doing right. I'm going probably 72. I start to pass the guy. He starts speeding up. I hate it. So I decided, okay, we're gonna go here. I got all the way up to 100. He was still going with me, and finally I just said the hell with this and hit the brakes and got in behind him. What a psycho! i was just like, what what is happening here? It's so, it's, it's uh, like Top Gun. I'll hit the brakes. He'll fly right. By. It's short man syndrome. I guess, man. I'm like I'm not. I do that all the time. I hit the brakes and they just fly past. I'm, you I'm look like an idiot. I'm not driving driving like a. I drive a Toyota Corolla. It's not like yeah. I'm trying to pass you in some you know jacked up truck. Jack, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Um, let's see here. Another overreact. <laughs> you guys with the overreaction questions, man. Uh, let's see here. Shelby Beach. Uh, let's see here. Is there a chance we could see an M over S slash 85 logo on the football uniform at some point to commemorate the national title? That should happen. 
I don't think so. I don't know. I, I just 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 stick with baseball with baseball. I want to see more uh flying M. Yeah. I want that I want to see that jersey. Mm-hmm. That was a great jersey. This this gray jersey that Adidas has put out mm-hmm. is not good. Uh, I mean, I don't understand. I it. can't imagine thinking this is a good idea. Yeah, I, I, it's just another. It looks like thing. something that is hanging on the racks at Walmart. Yeah, the starter jerseys. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. What's the weirdest request you ever had working at Papa John's? <sighs> uh it's not really a request. Is a they they were going they suggested an alternate alternative method of payment. Let's put it that way. You see what I'm saying? Yes. You see what I'm getting at? Yes. All right. I didn't accept. You take this instead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was more like, I'll give you this instead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not how it works. No, that's not how it worked. So, I think the, not really the weirdest request, but, you know, you had to keep answering the phones even after you were closed, right? Yes. And so, I was, I, I was always very passive aggressive with people who were rude about it. Like, why'd you answer the phone? In case somebody important called. So, this one guy, he's like, what do you mean you're closed? Like we're it's it's five thirty AM. We're closed. What is this, Russia? Oh like, God. You've got to be freaking kidding me. So he's like, well, I want the first pizza that goes out in the morning then. I was like, Okay. Like, we're gonna have to get a credit card number on that, sir. So I get his credit card number, I, I run the order, and I leave a note. It's like, you make sure this pizza gets delivered. I don't care how long you gotta bang on the door. They said the guy like the driver showed up and banged the door for like 15 minutes, just like the police. And finally, the guy came down in his underwear. It was like you know, it's Sunday morning. It's he'd, he'd ordered it at 5:30 Saturday or Sunday mm-hmm. morning. It's 10. It's 10 a.m. Sunday morning, four and a half hours later. And they said they just looked at the driver and just went beep and just took the pizza and went inside. It's like I'm, I mean, I was like, we're gonna wake that guy up. I'm gonna make it happen. You wanted the pizza, sir. I used to love doing that. Like, why did you answer the phone? Okay, somebody important called. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you're not him. <laughs> you were not him. Uh, let's see here. Do you ever work directly? Do you ever have a retail job? Uh, no. I mean, I worked at Walmart for how long? Uh, summer. Okay. I you worked. Had, you, the, had, you had a story. I was a cart pusher. I didn't, so really, didn't really interact. The only people I interacted with were people that I knew. Yeah, so I got you. I mean, I, this question says, does it, have I ever worked directly with customers? I mean, technically I do, I guess, at my job, but not in a not like not in a retail. Not the same way, yeah. yeah. It's not the same. With the new segment, Tell Them Fault, can we see a full-on wrestling promo cut by Brian and Robbie every week? No, that's just too much work. Yeah, and I, you know, sometimes I'm not as good at that yeah. like spitting my words out I, I tend to stutter or forget what i'm trying to say yeah but uh you're much better at, at the promo thing than i am i i might that it, it would sound stupid probably if yeah I we, we don't we don't we don't need to, that needs to be something that's spontaneous yeah all right we can't plan those like out. when mississippi state won the national championship see, exactly see think about the difference between AEW and wwe we're not we don't have script writers here all right we just want everything to flow extemporaneously that's right so. Uh, Tucker Medlin asks, if you were coaching the offensive line, what would you tell them? What adjustments would you make? I don't know. I mean, the first thing that's, that that occurs, right, is the splits. Widen or you know, tighten up your splits. But it feels like to work in this system, you need those wide splits. So I don't know how it would how that would affect it. I don't I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, um, I, I feel bad not really having an answer, but I don't. I am not. I, I'm not even going to pretend to be 
someone that understands the offensive line. I'm not I'm not good at breaking down, you know, the splits or, you know, what's what's the issue here? Mm-hmm. I wasn't an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. So I I'm not I'm not even I usually don't even really criticize an offensive line that much just because I don't know what went on in that play to make something like that happen. Like yeah. the other day, I think one of the biggest issues that they had was recognizing stunts and 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 uh, things like that, the, the disguising. I thought Lotte was doing a good job of, of stunting and twists and things of that nature. Yeah. They just, they, I think they struggled with that. I think yeah. that was the big thing. Next question, Andrew Noble asked: Did Joe Moorhead do more damage to this program than we realized? I'm going to talk about this because I know this is sort of going around on some on some other radio shows. Uh, I'm not giving Joe Moorhead an ounce of blame for what's happening here. None. All right, uh, as it was sort of pointed out on on, on your message board. I mean, most of the players on this team played for Joe Moorhead for less than a year. Here's what I say about this. Yeah. Who are the players making the most plays right now? The Joe Moorhead recruits. Yeah, exactly. Moorhead recruited most of the talent on this team. You don't have Woody Marks. Yeah. You don't have Jaden Wally. Will Rogers, Jaden Wally, Malik Keith. Uh, the, those guys are. They're all guys at Joe Moorhead. Joe Moorhead guys. So, like, yeah. he was a solid recruiter. Yeah. He worked hard there. I mean,. They've had to kind of, uh, kind of start over yeah. in a base with the scheme, and also you know kind of getting guys tougher because yeah. they were used to a different kind of style right. with Joe Moorhead. But I don't, I, you I'm know, not, I'm that's not, that, that's become a popular that, topic right now. That but feels I, like a narrative. Yeah, that feels like somebody's telling somebody. To somebody's trying to get it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to buy into that for one second. I, and I'll, I'll say this that. You know, after everybody left last year, if you have that many defections, the guys who who were here should be bought in. Yeah. If they're not, I mean, that's on that's on Mike Leach at this point. Patrick Swindle says, in one word, describe AEW all out. Great. Incredible. Yeah, it was good. Fun. Fun. True. Patrick Swindle, all time best and dumbest lamer wrestling lamest wrestler fish, finishing moves. The best, in my opinion, the greatest finishing move of all time is Randy Savage's elbow drop off the top rope. Yeah, it's hard to disagree. That was awesome. The worst. I mean, you got to go back. Hulk like, Hogan's leg drop. Yeah, the, the, the old school, like before people really put thought into things, like the old finishing, like the Russian sickle, like the the like a it's like chopping somebody on the head. Yeah, yeah. You know like the claw. Greg the Hammer Valentine just dropped a regular old elbow on you. Yeah, it was like like the story was. Well, I mean, Dusty the claw did the hold is a good Dusty one. did the elbow. You yeah. know, I, I mean, flop and fly. I mean, there, there's been some bad ones. Bionic elbow, yeah. So, I mean, The Rock. Uh, um, the people's elbow people, is not a great finisher. The, the rock the, bottom is great. The the five-knuckle shuffle. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. those are dumb yeah. finishing moves. Yeah. Uh, JC wants to know, there is a possibility Will Rogers enters the top ten of career completions on Saturday night. Don Smith is 10th at 307. Rogers has 278. It'll be his eighth career start. Is that something that is mind-boggling to y'all as it is to me? Well, now that you say it, yes. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's what we talked about when Mike that, Leach yeah. was hired. You know, there was a graphic that came out mm-hmm. uh, when he was first hired, like um, oh, 300-yard games yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah. It, it, like, he had more in one season than Mississippi State yeah. had oh, ever. I, when when you he know, got hired, I sat down like and, and put out all these stats, and I was just like, this is what you need to wrap your head around. You know, they had three guys – 
their last, I think it was their last year at Washington State, they had three guys, mm-hmm. I believe, with over 500 yards receiving. Yeah. Mississippi State had not had one for like three or four years. Yeah. One well, person. Uh, I think from a receptions standpoint, like Osiris Mitchell led the team Moorheads last year. Mm-hmm. He would have been ninth leeches last year at Washington State. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's just, you it's look like, at those numbers and they're just kind of yeah. mind boggling, like you said. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Will Rogers, as long as he's the starting quarterback, he's going to break every record that there is. For quarterbacks to Mississippi State. Yeah. Uh, hold on one second. I thought this got answered. Maybe not. Maybe not. All right. Very good. Uh, from the Flying M, MSU History, rank these number 16s. Only four. Kevin Fant, Tyson Lee, Josh Lovelady, Joe Morrow. Not many 16s. It feels really easy to me. I mean, I'm, I'm struggling with number one. I'm going to go Fant. He put on some bad teams. Bad teams, but he, you know what? That one Egg Bowl win over Eli gets, him, was good. gets him some points. And then I'm going to go Love Lady. Yep. Then Tyson Lee then and Tyson Joe Morrow. Tyson Lee and Joe Morrow. Joe Morrow had one good season, really. Yeah. And he had a great spring game. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Fant. I mean, that that um, that win over a really good Ole Miss team yeah. in 2001 I mean, when he was left the field, one. we were like, he might be better than Eli. And yeah. It, and it didn't work out. But... It, to to be fair, Kevin Fant played on terrible. Was on some bad teams. He's, uh, he's lucky if he's still able to walk. It's he's he's a lucky man. He's kind of like not not to this extent, but you know, he's like Jairus Norwood in that if he would have played on some oh, better yeah. teams, yeah. he would have been more fondly remembered. I agree. I agree. I believe he's coaching now. Maybe I think he coaches in Moss at, uh, Point. He may be the coach at Moss Point or Van yeah. Cleve or that's something. That's where something down in that area. That's where he played was Moss, Moss Point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, our good friend Taylor Rayburn, newly married, by the way. Really? Well, congratulations, yeah. Taylor. Well, I don't congratulate him. That's he made yeah. a terrible decision. No, that's fine. Eh. What is your solution to the targeting rule? My solution is to do it like soccer: yellow card, red card. You get a you you get a warning. You for get the first a, one. You can get a warning if you get a second target penalty. You're out. And also, they can say. There are some that are so egregious. You just that's just the one you got. I think it needs to be. I think it doesn't need to be as black and white. I, th- I don't think it needs to be targeting your out. Yeah. I think it needs to be if there was malicious intent. Right. If you can, if, if you, you can launch see malicious, at the receiver. Yeah. A, a guy's coming over the middle and you just launch into him. You're out. Uh, but and uh, the lo- running back lowers his head and you lowered yours, and you you come together that you can get it. Just a, a let. Well, it, that that and it can be a penalty. Be, yeah, that, but you, you need to stay in the game. You can you can still have the penalty, but just say uh, the you know number twenty seven is not disqualified from the game with a fifteen yard penalty. That makes sense. It doesn't need to just be targeting penalty. You're out. You know, that's just yeah. There there's some that are way more extreme than others. Uh, Forrest Hughes wants to know. I know four thousand passing yards was seen as a stretch by you both before the season, and one thousand rushing yards a similar stretch. Considering that 5,000 total yards is 417 yards per game, a fairly average stat in today's college football landscape, and the yardage of week one, would you reassess these goals given the new information? I mean, against Louisiana Tech, he didn't have 417 yards. No. So, no, I would not. Um, he, that he will not. He will. There's at least five games on the schedule where he will throw for much fewer yards. He's going to throw. There's a game where he's going to throw for 220 or Alabama, something. Yeah. Texas A&M. He, he's going to have to average... Over three hundred yard, over three hundred fifteen yards a game to get to thirty. To get to thirty eight, he's yeah. going to have to average. If he doesn't play in a bowl game, he's going to have to average three twenty five to yeah. get to thirty nine. Yeah. So, see it. 
Yeah, I mean that's just, just don't see it. It's there that that was a great game mm-hmm. against La Tech, but it's not going to be like that every game. Yeah. Uh, Missouri Dog rank these MSU fans from Hitler to Bin Laden. Oof. Paint the end zones better, fan. Maroon is all that matters, fan. Blue tailgating tent, fan. Tells people to sit down at the game, fan. They're just kids, fan. I hate all of these people. Um. So Maroon is all that matters, fan mm-hmm. is at the bottom. They're 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 that that doesn't bother me as yeah. much as other because that. A lot of those people just don't know, and they're just they're just state fans that are wearing a state shirt. I refuse to believe. I don't think that they they're. Don't. I don't. I don't think that they're doing this on purpose. I think these people are good people. The people that are just whiny about everything, mm-hmm. they deserve. They blue they're tailgating the tent fan is a weird one because as a Mississippi State person, you would think you would try to avoid blue. Yeah. Like, well, they're just getting can, whatever they got. Well, you but can you, buy you can go buy a Mississippi, a Mississippi State, State tent at Walmart. That's right. I, I, I don't get it. Uh, Pain in the end zone fans, they got things done. I'll say that. Here's the thing. Here we go. I, I actually agree with them. Right. I want the end zone painted. Right. My only thing is, I don't know, they, they, what, they went, I don't know what's going on. That and... I don't know what's going. I don't know how that process works. I don't know. I don't, if that, I don't, I don't know if it legitimately damages the grass or what. I don't know. Well, I mean, I have a problem believing that when there are so many other painted end zones. Yeah, but a lot of them are turf. A no, lot of I, I, I'm not talking the, about the turf ones. I'm talking about the ones that are grass. If, yeah, but if, how, if Tennessee can can paint a checkerboard every week. Yeah, I mean that's kind of been their thing since that's what the I'm beginning saying. of time. Just, just solid color. I, I, I mean, I. I I'm not gonna. Uh, and I'm not saying those, those guys, guys don't work hard. Those guys should have. Those guys should have handled that differently. I thought it was poorly handled I, by the state people. Yeah. But at the same time, they're not. They're not professional. Uh, social media. Social type. media people. Well, I, mean, I get that, but and also and, and also, I just I don't like tearing those guys down because I know the amount of work that they have to put in. I, I get year that. round on that. The university needs a policy with social media. That's basically like, what did your mom say? If you don't got nothing nice to say, don't say anything. If somebody's attacking you, you just got to let them go. Yeah, you mute them. Do what you got to do. And, and this don't tough block man, them. Mute them so yeah. they, you know they don't have anything to complain about. Yeah, I just you know I, I understand both sides of it. I understand the people that that want yeah. to have a better end zone, and I understand those guys for being yeah. somewhat upset by it because they probably put in a lot of work and didn't expect people to to get right. upset, but. I don't know. By it that same just, token, they were not going to to highlight those those letters until there was a fuss raised. I refuse I, to believe otherwise. Uh, may, maybe, but th- I will say that they that is the last thing that they do. Okay. So I I think they do do that on Friday. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Alex Barham, how disappointed were you in the offensive line Saturday? One to ten. Ten being the most disappointed, like an eight, six. Oh, a little less. Okay. I mean, I. I thought they would be better, but I my my expectations were still pretty low for the offensive line. I was I was more disappointed in the defense, to be honest with you. Yeah. So far, has Charles Cross been the worst five star recruit Mississippi State's ever gotten? At least Del Juan Robinson was a competitive defensive tackle. You got to remember with with Charles Cross, he is this is his third year. Well, I mean, it's his third year, but it's his what second year, twelfth start. On yeah. Third, yeah, his eleventh start. And again, and again, he's having to drop back and, and pass protect how, how sixty times. How long did it times. take Derek Sherrod to be good? He wasn't good as a sophomore. And then you're right. 
every time he goes to the line of scrimmage, the defensive end knows I'm pass rushing. Yeah, I I do think we have to consider that. Yeah, and I, and I know they're I know they're only they're only bringing you know four guys, but if you drop back to pass sixty times, it's going to be tough to win your battle every single time. So I, I still believe that he's going to be one of the top offensive tackles mm-hmm. just based on potential alone. Yeah. I like Tyler Heydrich's question, but somebody answered it, and he didn't get back at him. Come on, Tyler. Ryan Nelson. Who answered it? I don't know. Some random guy. Some random guy. Bugman70. Yeah, he screwed you. Uh, Ryan Nelson, what are the chances that Le- the game's leech is playing with Wally backfire and he transfers? I don't I don't think so. Don't I think? mean he's he's still playing a lot. It's not yeah. I mean I don't put as much into the starting and not mm-hmm. starting thing. If you're playing in key spots, mm-hmm. I think that's what matters. And he was in the game in key spots. Uh let's see here. Due to Conrad Thompson's podcast, I've become a Jeff Jarrett fan. Have you had a similar change of mind and perception on any wrestlers from your youth? It's it's funny how much I respect the heels now. Yeah. Like like somebody like Rick Rude, like hated Rick Rude mm-hmm. when I was a kid because he was the bad guy. Now you look at his work and you're like, that guy was incredible, mm-hmm. absolutely. Kurt Henning, and guys like that to me. Paul Heyman. Heyman, yeah, yeah. When, when you when you hear the background of kind of you know, how respected some of these guys were yeah. and where yeah. what you know what they were involved in, I didn't in. like Owen Hart. I didn't either. I didn't either. And now you don't, you know, you don't, you don't realize that stuff until you yeah. start hearing other people talk about it. You don't, you don't realize the quality of the wrestling sometimes until you go back and watch the matches as an adult. Yeah, you know, you're just like, I just don't like him. I, I don't want him. I, you know, you're actively rooting against him. Go back and watch an Owen Hart match. You're like, that guy's incredible. So the Miz is kind of there Miz for me. Is a good he had go away that, heat yeah. for me, yeah. and now I, I really respect him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Zachary Cooey wants to know, does Adam Cole have the best music in AEW now? That is a fantastic theme song he's got. My favorite still is uh, Darby Allens. And then, of course, now you have CM Punk, which is at the top of my list. But, yeah, he does have a good one. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Time for the question of the day. That comes to us from Ty Hamill. <laughs> now, his question is actually really good. But... He gave the ultimate in a rebuke. Somebody answered his question, and buddy, he did not hesitate to drop two F-bombs on him. Mom, don't go look, Mom. This is the kind of energy I want from people when they are when they are doing the rebuking. So, Ty, great work. Here's your question. In a parallel universe where there is only one football team allowed per state, so state, Ole Miss, Southern, all combined, how many championships will the state of Mississippi have by now? The answer to this, to me, is zero. You still think they wouldn't have? Because there's only one university per state. The University of Texas, the University of Florida, the University of California are winning all the championships. Yeah, probably so. I mean, um, you, if you could, if you only had one university in Texas, one. Well, they're still they're still going to be limited, and who, they're going to have the same uh, number of of signees and rosters that Mississippi will have. So, yeah, but it's going to be the top guys from every school as opposed to... Yeah, but, I mean, other people are going to come into Texas and get players, too, still. I mean, I get that. It's not like they're going to get the top 25 players in Texas. But if they get 18 of them. 
Yeah, but I mean, I I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the, the the school, the states that have produced the most. If if Florida, Miami, and Florida State combined, I mean, what if Alabama and Auburn combined? A better question is. If only if this Mississippi. Is Mississippi. Then we're talking state's got some national titles, yes. Yeah, because, I mean, how many times has state and Ole Miss just sabotaged each other? Think about 18. If I could have the 18 defense with A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Jordan Tamu, and, and, I think, and Kylan Hill and state and Elton Jenkins on the offensive line, you know, and Greg Little. I've always said that if, if Mississippi had just one team – this the state of Mississippi would be like Louisiana, and mm-hmm. that loyalty would be to that team. Yeah, I agree with that. If if LSU wants a kid, with the, with the exception of some places in New Orleans, mm-hmm. if LSU wants a kid, and maybe maybe in the north of Louisiana, it's a little different up north. Yeah, um, and and, and in New Orleans because it's kind of a melting yeah. pot. Yeah, there's not the same loyalty. But if LSU wants a kid in Louisiana, more often than not, they're going to get them. That if that happened in the state of Mississippi. And you didn't have Raquan Davis yeah. leaving, and um, you know Jaheim Otis, Nicobe Dean, yeah. all those guys. If yeah. they were staying, Cam Akers, if they were staying in Mississippi and going to this school, school, yeah, they would be they, a different story. Be a different story, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Gil Manclang has his pick two, leave one. Uh, Arsenal, Tottenham, Man United. Now you got to pick. I'm getting rid of Arsenal. Okay, that's probably a good choice. They're the worst team in the league right now. Yeah, I've I just heard hate, you talk about them before. So. I just hate Tottenham, so they're out. Okay. Uh, Dave Matthews Band, Fish, The Grateful Dead. Uh, Fish is out. Fish is out. Anchorman, Step Brothers, Old School. Oh, that's tough. It is tough. Uh, gosh. I don't want to get rid of any of them. I'm probably going to go with Old School here. Ooh. I know. But I, I really I really enjoyed Step Brothers. Anchorman ain't going nowhere. Yeah, Step Brothers is the one that's out for me. Old old, old school, school pro- old school probably. You know, I changed my mind. It's old school because yeah. it has more one liners. Yeah, old school is is so funny. Yeah, let, let, the I'm earmuffs. Change yeah, my mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah, glazed chocolate ice jelly filled donuts. Cha- uh, ooh, glaze is out. Just regular glaze is out. Yeah. Baked beans, refried beans, black-eyed peas. I'm not picking any of these. I don't like any of those. Uh, refried's out. Okay. Uh, Jonathan wants to know, how many problems Saturday can be explained by the team overlooking Louisiana Tech? I don't, I don't see how you overlook your season opener. Uh, I do. Y- okay. You can still, you can still, um, you know, we were talking about this game being a blowout. You know, we were picking... You know, I picked thirty-eight to six. I think. I mean, everybody thought the state was going to destroy Louisiana Tech. They overlooked South Alabama in sixteen. So I, I do think that they did that. That might have played in, played a factor. I thought that they got up fourteen nothing, and they they were just going to kind of sit there and and just coast at that point. Mm-hmm. And that was not the case. Yeah. So. Uh, the walking bully. Were you more surprised by the four turnovers or the lack of generating any pass rush? Uh, pass rush. Pass rush was surprising that they didn't get as much pressure as, as, as you thought they would have. Yep. For sure. Who starts at right guard Saturday? Um, it, does Dollar Bill stay there? Or? I, I think there's a possibility that we see Cam Jones move to right guard and Cole and Smith. Cole Smith slide into left. Okay. I don't have any intel on that. I just think you know mm-hmm. it wouldn't shock me. Brad Haynes, what is something from your youth that you miss about football? For example, mine is Leonard's Losers. I love that. I I, I used to love listening to that. Well, yeah. I listened to that on the way back from high school football games. Yeah. Um, you know, I I just loved the 
which I guess to a certain extent it's still this way, but when I was growing up, it was go on the road with my dad, mm-hmm. and we would go on Friday nights. You know, he would do the play-by-play for Winston Academy um, for Channel 5 in Louisville. So I would go there with him, mm-hmm. watch Winston, and, you know, back in the day when Winston was winning state championships, yeah. went four straight. And then the next, you know, coming in late, going to sleep and waking up, and this and this time for Saturday, yeah, uh, SEC football. Mm-hmm. That I don't get that as much anymore. Yeah. It's all work. Yeah, yeah. Friday night, I'm I'm covering the game. I'm writing on deadline. Go yeah. home, go to sleep, and then wake up and have to go to work. It was just more of a more of an innocence yeah. to it, more excitement around it. The real, the easy answer for me is playing football. You know, when's the last time I played football? And I'm yeah. not even talking about like organized high school football. I'm just like going out with my friends to the park and throwing the football around and playing tackle football out there in the park. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm way too old for that now. I'd probably break my legs or my neck or something. But I, you sort of hit on it. Like, Saturdays used to just be like me and my dad watching football from 11.38 in the morning when the SEC game would come on until the end of the day. You know, mm-hmm. we, we you know, finish up around 10 o'clock. You watch the Je- Jefferson Pilot Sports yeah. in the morning. Well, I mean, I'm CBS. the TBS game. The yeah. game was on TBS with uh, was it Bob Bob Neal? That was before my time. Yeah, but I mean, that's 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 where I saw Don Smith beat Tennessee. You know, right? And and then yeah, you'd watch. It wasn't CBS. ABC used to have the big game. Mm-hmm. And with Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson, yeah. And then you'd have something on ESPN. I mean, there might only been, and that was the thing. There were only like maybe four games on TV the whole day, but you, but we watched them all. And then you would, you know, you would probably listen to Mississippi and, State. And you, that's the other thing. That's, that's another thing. That's a good point. Miss, I miss just sitting, sitting around by the radio, radio and listening yeah. to Jack Crystal tell me what's happening. Dude, I did that. I, mean, I can't those, tell you how many those teams in the yeah. early two thousands that were so bad. I mean, yeah. I sat through and listened to every second of I mean, that I game. In the eighties, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it was. We're talking about like Jack Crystal still at the peak of his powers, right? The best announcer in college football, right? So. Uh, another one from Brad. What color shirt will I wear this weekend? Maybe blue. We'll see. I did. I had a. I, wear, I, I, wear powder blue. I didn't want to wear blue. I don't want to wear that sissy blue. Uh, I might wear a powder blue. I didn't want to wear to a blue last week because of Louisiana Tech. You know, trying to avoid that. Cause and effect. Did the creation of Stardust cause what we're seeing in AW? Yeah, Cody Rhodes has talked about it. It did. It absolutely did. It absolutely drove him to like I can't do this. Anymore. Somebody else made a good point uh, yesterday. There was that guy that tweeted at Dave Meltzer. Mm-hmm. That said, um, you know, do you ever think that Ring of Honor could like sell out a big arena? Yeah, and he was like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And shortly after, mm-hmm. they had the, um, I guess United. it was all out. Yeah, at, uh, that Cody and them put together. Yeah, basically because they challenge. were challenged by that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of things that happened, and I, I know that that was. That thing with Cody like really like lit a fire under him. He went mm-hmm. to New Japan, mm-hmm. became the American Nightmare or whatever he was. Mm-hmm. It it was uh, it was big. Yeah. It was big for it's what's big, happened. Big big part of it. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. John Roberts. Other than bad optics, what's the point in playing Alabama this year or most years? He's talking obviously about playing them, not Mississippi State, but like why would a team like Miami want to play Alabama? Yeah, there's there's there is nothing no point. You 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 just get thrashed. Everybody says how overrated you are. Well. You say that they were very confident. I mean, they actually thought that they were going to win that game. Well, look, where a that lot got of fans, them. and I mean, they, we, we've experienced it enough that you yeah. just you just want to get like, through that four quarters yeah. and move on to the next yeah. game. Say you know? nothing. Yeah, 
thing. But they actually thought so. I mean, uh, I guess they thought that something really good was going to come from that. Yeah. And now everybody wants them outside the top twenty-five. So, yeah. Uh, the Thrash Panda says, "Is it odd that Joel Coleman is no longer posting player arrest articles? You'll never see Joel Coleman do that again. I promise." And I'm sure he's excited, he's about, excited that. about that. He also says, considering that previous players have faced no game suspensions for arrests under leech, do you expect Dollar Bill to face much heat? I think Dollar Bill may not start this weekend, but I don't think it's because of this. I think it might just be his performance. It's hard to figure, and I, I think that, you know, the the other guys that have been arrested that haven't sat, I think that, you know, he might have gathered some information. When he says, we're gathering all the facts and stuff, when, he puts, when they put out that generic statement, they really are. They really are gathering the information because they're not just going to suspend a guy just because he got arrested. They're going to see what what were the circumstances here. I, I think that Leach is a is a you know they say is a zero tolerance guy. Mm-hmm. I think he is to a certain extent. Yeah. Um. But he, you know he's not just like if you get arrested you're out. Yeah. You know. And I, I don't know if we'll see a suspension or what. I I guess we'll find out pretty quick on Saturday. Yeah. Uh. Let's see here. R. J. Sweatman. The refs tell us on turnovers they're going to let the play go as a turnover to err on the side of caution. Yet the replay booth looked at the play as a called turnover and can't overturn the call without definitive evidence. Doesn't that seem ridiculous? Everything that referees do at this point seems ridiculous. Yeah, just, I just, Nothing makes sense. At this point, just give me the robots. Just, just give me those. No one ever tries to answer my rumblings questions. Do I need better followers or am I that intimidating? Well, first off, RJ, this week you, you locked it up. You said nobody could reply to it. But in your weeks past, you're right. I, I guess people fear you. And it says you're the bad dog on your Twitter account. So. And I think that, you know, he, he's got this posted in like a notes app. Yeah. That seems to be more deterrent than posting yeah, no, just an actual. click on the thing. Yeah, yeah I make, that makes sense. People are just scrolling through and, and yeah. answering questions. There's Ty Hamill's answer to that. Oh dude. my God, he just, just lit that brutalized guy. Brutalized him. Love it. Lit him on fire. All right, Traquan Key says, it, "Well, uh, there we go. There's a. We already answered that question. Um, this is a good question. Mike Leach was known as a coach with a simplified system that took below average personnel and made them look great. Why do you think this is not translated to MSU with better players? I think this is one of the biggest frustrations for MSU fans is that." Leach's system was supposed to be very simple, and you're supposed to be able to run it with less talent, and we're not we're not seeing that. And then on top of that, Ole Miss has gotten better quickly. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, think about three years ago, or right, you know, when Moorhead's hired, and you're thinking, okay, one program is ascending, and one program is is going down with Matt Luke, and here we are, and the opposite has happened. I think it's I think it's all about the hire that you make. Mm-hmm. This is kind of what Leach does. He kind of breaks everything down and builds it up. Mm-hmm. Kiffin is very similar to Dan Mullen. He's works around the personnel that he has, mm-hmm. plays to its strengths. That's what Dan Mullen did. Dan Mullen had uh, Anthony Dixon when he got here and Tyson Lee. He had an offense that was built around you know, kind of the sp- spread option, and then he followed that up with with Chris Relf. And then you get a guy like Dak who starts out, you know, kind of in a spread option attack, but he realized he had some tools there he could work with. So. That that that's coaches that that work around their personnel a little better. This coach and Joe Moorhead too, they're scheme coaches. They work around their scheme, and you have to fit into their scheme. Mm-hmm. It's just all about the hire that you make, and that's kind of, I mean, that's the that's that's what you sign up with when you get Mike Leach. Yeah. This is what everybody should have expected when he got here. Next question is about who should State look at next. I'm, I'm, I, it's too early. I can't get into that just yet, Drake Wong. We'll have to wait. Uh, Leroy Jenkins says, 
Uh, I need a young priest and an old priest. I have a cowbell, which I have suspected is infected with bad juju for about two years. Last weekend during halftime, I threw the bell out the back door where it currently remains lying in the grass. We all know what happened after that game. What happened after that? My question is, should the bell be destroyed, or is there some sort of cleansing ritual that can be performed in order to rid the bell of bad juju? Just bury it right there. I would I would do one of two things. I would do that or take it to the church, take it to a Catholic church and ask a priest to bless it. Get some holy water sprinkled. Dunk it in the holy water. Yeah. Now we're talking. That that get that's that's my way to go. I would just leave it there. To be honest. I would just bury it. Or yeah, just just don't go get it. Uh, Carter Bentley wants to know what do you use to the sports bet? My car. I drive down to Philadelphia and, and place bets there. How often? Once a year. Just once, yeah. Before the season, the the first weekend of the season, because we, we always have a remote there, right? So I will go and do it then. They, you know, they have an app. They do, but I'm I'm not. I, I don't need to get involved in that. I don't need to. The do Yankees that. lost again. Sorry to hear that. You know, you know, who you want to blame for that, by the way, Richard Cross. Oh yeah, he's a Yankees fan, isn't he? Yeah, and he was he was me, bragging about. Yeah, him. he was giving me some grief when the Giants like the Giants lost one game to the Mets. And he and that was when the, the that Yankees were in the middle of that big winning streak. Mm-hmm. He's like, I just I don't see it with the Giants. They're not going to be any good. They're falling apart. The Yankees are the team coming up. No, nope. and look, look at you now. They stink. Yeah, the Yankees suck. It's going to be Yankees Red Sox in the wild card. Ooh, Bucky Dent. I can't take that. Let's go. I can't take that. Uh, let's see here. Jay in Baltimore, we experienced our own version of Seinfeld's Two-Face on Saturday. Not really, assuring, not really sure who was going to show up in each quarter. Rank in order which squad you would expect to see the most to least on sa- this coming Saturday. Explosive offense, three and out offense, shutdown defense, Swiss cheese defense. I don't expect to see Swiss cheese defense. I think shutdown defense because this is an offense that likes to run the football, and I think this defense specializes in stopping the run. Yeah, I think shutdown defense is one. Three and out offense is two. Yes. Explosive offense is three. Swiss cheese defense is four. Yep. In terms of most to least. Yep. Peyton Dungan wants to know, Saturday's game was four hours long. Will we ever see steps taken to shorten these televised games? If so, what do you think those steps will be? Well, it's not that the it's not that the game's televised. That's what happens when you throw 60 passes or 50 passes. And it is the television too. I television mean, think about how many help, times that that red hat came out there. Yeah, passing passing the football means the game's going to be long. Yeah. If if you know what was it two years ago in the Egg Bowl in nineteen, the first three quarters took like a, an hour and forty five minutes because most teams were just running the ball nonstop. It wasn't until you got to the fourth quarter, Ole Miss brought in Corral and they started throwing the ball that the, it took a long time to finish the fourth quarter. So yeah. Last one of the day from our friend Charles Potts, who says, Just got back into watching wrestling. Does AEW have a legit shot to run WWE like WCW did back in the day? Yeah. In fact, I think they have a better shot because the guy in charge, they have one guy in charge, it's Tony Khan. He's running everything. They don't. He's not going to bring in a bunch of glad handlers and yes men. And he and Cody, and he, and he, the, the wrestlers themselves have enough input but at the same time, Tony Khan is the final final word. Well, here's the deal. You you had, at a certain point, everybody was just fed up with wrestling because WWE had its hands on on everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and if, you know, Vince McMahon shut down the territories, 
bought WCW and it was over. And all you had was the indies. Well, then WWE started buying the indie indie wrestlers and putting them in NXT and kind of ruining them and just, you know, doing nothing with them. So it got to the point that people stopped watching wrestling. People mm-hmm. were done with it. It turned into PG mm-hmm. wrestling. I am and nobody one of these people it. that you're describing. Yeah. And so basically this group of guys, Cody, Young Bucks, Omega. Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. got together and said, let's make a place where we are happy yeah. and that and legitimate wrestling, wrestling fans yeah so they sell out this arena and the buzz just starts kind of building mm-hmm. around this company and then tony Khan chris jericho I, I give chris jericho a lot of yeah, credit a lot of credit gave it legitimacy because he came in and you're like okay that's a that's a big i don't name. know that i would have watched the first few weeks of AEW if jericho wasn't there no but that's what got my attention yeah but I, I really like the other guys. Mm-hmm. But when Jericho, because that's my guy, you're like that. That's a when legit he showed up star. in Jacksonville, yeah. at, at that event, yeah. and said, "I'm coming." I was, I was in. I was locked yeah. in with AEW. I was there first, right. the first show. And now you have all right. Wait, CM Punk is back. Yeah. What now? Adam Brian Danielson's going there. Adam Cole. Wait a second. I got to check this out. Yeah. So all these people that were fans in the, right. in the 90s and the 80s. They're coming back to it and because then, it feels like it did back then. And the other, from the other side, WWE is going to start going more to the. They want to have the big guys. Yes. So they're getting a bunch of guys who aren't wrestlers who haven't come up and learned how to wrestle. They're gonna to have to teach them how to wrestle. They're gonna to have to teach them how to cut promos, which means they're gonna teach them the one way to do it, the WWE way. And it's just gonna be so cookie cutter. I feel like WWE is about to go through what it went through. Ninety six and ninety seven. Well, even go further back than that when they were they were just so bad. When, you know when Mabel was the WWE champion, Bastion Booger. Yeah, where they had guys like that. It's like it took something. It took a real somebody finally saying you've got to change to Vince. And, and listen, Vince is still the king. Yeah, and he he, he books for himself. And, and I I really think at some point Vince is going to say enough, and he's going to put his it's, foot down. It's not anytime soon. And, you know, pe- people that think that this this isn't a legitimate, you know, threat. Mm-hmm. You're wrong. You're in, you're in for a, you're a harsh for, reality because yeah. people are people are jumping off WWE. I mean, what left happens and right. in a few weeks if Bray Wyatt shows up? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna watch both. I, I'm a wrestling I, fan, I, I so think I. Sami Zayn's contract is up soon. Yeah, you know? I mean, at some point too, like they, they're they need, gonna run they out of. They need a girl. Yeah, they're they're gonna run out. Like they're gonna run well, out of spots. Like these some of these that. people are gonna have to go to TNA. Well, I mean, you say that, but if you book it correctly, I would. They needed to add another hour to Dynamite. You need a third hour. No, I'm just saying that will kill it for me. And it, Rampage needs two hours. So you give Rampage a second hour rather than the. I Dynamite. can't watch Raw. Three hours is too much. Well, but but it's if it was good, you could. I mean, I watched Raw start to finish back in '98. Three hours. Was it the, that was two hours? I was thought. it? I'm pretty sure. Well, even when they move to three hours, I mean... It's just too much. That's too much. If I, you have enough good wrestlers and good stories, I'll watch. Yeah. So. I just I think maybe in, maybe another hour of Rampage, I, where you put like the middle card yeah, people I, I, on I don't, it. I don't disagree. I love that our most detailed answer of the day was this, this question here. So What's the last one, too? We're, yeah. We're finished. We're, we're, we're hitting finished the finish line, so... Yeah, there you go. All right, guys. Uh, tomorrow's show... Uh, we'll talk about NC State a lot. We need to start looking ahead of that game. I got an interview lined up with Jonas Pope the Fourth from the Raleigh News Observer, and I got an interview lined up with one of the commentators from this weekend's game. Mike Golick Jr. will join me on tomorrow's show, and I, nice. I'm interested to get his thoughts as a former offensive lineman. What does he see on film from this offensive line? What you see, people wanted to know what what can they do differently? 
that feels like somebody who would know an answer. Those are the people that you need to ask about yeah. the offensive line. Cole Kublik. Cole Kublik would Mike be a Golick. great guy to ask. Maybe need to get him on the show next week as well. We'll see. All right, guys, have a great uh, Wednesday. We'll be back with you on Thursday for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.